Welcome back to the We In Life Have Answers podcast, guys. I'm here with the legends, Hudson and Emma. What's the up? Living <laughs> the living legend. I'm not feeling like much of a legend today. No. We're already having to tell Hudson to get closer. No, 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 no. <laughs> listen, I listened to our last podcast last night, and I was way too loud in a couple spots. Well, like, you yelled a couple times. <laughs> no, like literally, my voice like it hurt my ears. I like turned the volume down. So well, well, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, we're back after a little bit of a hiatus. I mean, like we said when we started this, we don't really have a, a set, you know, time period in which we're going to be filming these podcasts. It's really just whenever we can get free and whenever we have time to prepare and, and study a topic that you guys have given us. So, but we're here this week. Um, we're doing it. We're going to kill it. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, yeah. What's what's new, guys? What you got? You want me to tell you about it? He's currently eating a salad batch <laughs> so sorry about that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, Emma, <laughs> calm down. So they might They might like ASMR. Well, my, my day sucked. Uh, it started out with me sleeping through my alarm, and then I forgot my phone, and then I went to school and forgot my phone again, and then I hit somebody's car door with my car door, and then I forgot we were going to film the podcast, and I was like 20 minutes late. I don't know. So yeah, it's it's been an interesting day, but hey, I'm ready to tackle this topic, so. Yeah, he, uh, we, we, we called him like five times, called his mom, called his girlfriend, <laughs> called 911. We were really, really searching for Huddy this time. Emma, what you got? What's, what's going on? My day's been great. I slept in a little till like 8 o'clock, made a parfait, took an exam. I'm just, I'm here. I mean, I'm tired. My brain's a little mushy, but, you know, we're here. It's so a good day. Basically, y'all's days are complete opposites. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's been okay. <laughs> I mean, just a normal day. Got coffee this morning with my coworker. That was fun. Um, actually, I tried something new that I never had before. Um... It's it's called a chai tea latte. Have y'all heard oh, of that? Ew. I yeah, hate uh, chai. Yeah, no, 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 Starbucks. Uh, I hate chai. Yeah, it it, it was it was it's okay. It's milky tea. Just get coffee or tea. Don't well, I had had it. coffee, I think, this morning. I met with, with someone at another coffee shop, and then they're like, hey, you want to go get more coffee? And I was like, eh, I don't need that much caffeine, so I got a chai tea but i'm i'm buzzing right now like i coffee affects me so badly i mean chai tea still has caffeine no it doesn't i think it does does it I also <laughs> also like i thought it was like some thing they brew but like they just buy it in bottles and it's a concentrate and then they add it to milk like it's not it's kind of i don't know it's i think it's overhyped it's all right though it's really sweet it, it was really sweet it's like, literally milky tea yeah it was <laughs> it was okay i mean i probably won't get it again but mm-hmm. <laughs> it was okay um also i got some constructive criticism this morning from uh from who i met with at at think apparently you might have noticed that there was a little bit of a logo change on uh on spotify on apple music whatever you're listening to this on we went with a more neutral um because emma loves i love neutral it's so aesthetic for sure more aesthetic Um, than yellow yeah our our (laughs) last logo is pretty loud it was very yellow, very blue. So we went with a more tan-ish neutral color, but I got a I got a negative um, negative review on that today. Uh, he did not like it. He said it looks like somebody wrote on cardboard. <laughs> so um, yeah, we're not our our logo is in the works. You know, we're just no, trying to. No, I like our logo. No, I do. I, it's cool, but like you know, yeah, it is. eventually I want to move towards maybe like a picture of us. Or, yeah, that'd be better. 
That way people can see us. I I voted on a different one, but I got outvoted, so. I can't remember which one I voted. I think it was like a light blue one, maybe. Yeah, I, we, I made like five to six different colors, and I, the one Huddy voted on was Good. the worst. Oh. <laughs> I didn't necessarily like the tan one the most, but. What? It was like my second. Emma liked it the most. What was so. your first? I, like the sage one. Okay. Sage I mean, one I like cool. that one too, but I don't know. Beige is my favorite color. Maybe we'll so. just switch it every week, every episode. We'll Ooh. just change up the change up the color. No, that's not a bad idea, actually. Speaking of that, um, if you saw our Instagram, by the way, plug our Instagram real quick. Um, WMHA Pod uh, on Instagram and Facebook. We lost two followers. We <gasps> we lost really? two followers. Yeah. Fake. Um, I didn't even notice. Like two followers down. It's okay. It's okay. We've got. Over a hundred of them. Y'all are great. We love you. But anyways, uh, on our Instagram, I posted on the story our t-shirt design. Um, so if you didn't see that, sorry, it was only up for 24 hours. There will be beige of that as well. And I want to hear no complaints because it's a good color. <laughs> beige is a good t-shirt It is color. a good color, especially for comfort color. Are you kidding? Yeah. Comfort color for sure. I just want a pastel pink. Hudson wanted to design our t-shirts as like Easter colors. You look like the Easter bunny. <laughs> like we could wear them to church on Easter Sunday. <laughs> but no, the the t-shirts, they're really cool. Um, I'm excited to make that happen. I'm going to hopefully talk to our t-shirt guy. Yeah, we have a t-shirt guy. Yeah, we do. Um, hopefully this week. And so be on the lookout as you're listening to this. Uh we're not sure exactly price wise what they're gonna be, but they are gonna be exclusive, like pre order. One hundred dollars. Not one hundred dollars. Ninety nine. Um <laughs> No, we'll we'll make them affordable, but they are gonna be a pre order pre order exclusive kind of thing. And we're excited about it. But with that said, I think we've we've talked enough. Let's uh listen guys. <laughs> this episode is we've done some you know we did one saved always saved and and how to find joy in struggles this one's probably our most controversial topic to date we got this question on instagram from i think three different people and so it was i mean i felt pretty led to we felt pretty led to tackle this one i'm gonna tell us what we're talking about today <sighs> women in ministry yes what Juicy. is the role of women in ministry? I'm nervous. Like, my hands are shaking. I don't know if it's the coffee. <laughs> my foot's shaking because of yeah. the coffee. Well, but it's controversial. It's okay. We, you know, Emma is a woman, and she is called to ministry. So we I have am indeed. that perspective here today, and I'm excited to hear what she has to say. But before we really dive in, I think regardless of our opinion on this matter um, or any matter we discuss on this podcast we must turn to and care about what scripture says about the topics um, a lot of things we talk about in regards to uh, controversial topics I wish the answer was different um, you know I wish my lost friends weren't destined for hell I wish trials weren't necessary a necessary part of the Christian life um, I wish that evil didn't have a place in the world, but the Bible tells me that the, all of those things are very real. And so before we dive into what our opinion is on this topic, understand that we are going to put Scripture first, and what I think or what you think about the topic does not matter. Scripture is the true authority here. So that's a little bit of a harsh intro, I know, 
because we do care what you have to say, but scripture trumps, you know, our feelings. Uh, but I, I think with that said, that harsh intro, our answer might shock you a little bit. I don't know. It might not. Hopefully not. But yeah. Do we want to say anything else before we start? All right. Well, the verse or the verses at the center of this debate generally is, you know, First Timothy two twelve through fifteen. It says this: I do not permit a woman to teach or, or exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived, and became a transgressor. Yet she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self control. So, you heard it. I do not permit a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. That is the hot button issue here. Um, and that's the one that... That's it. That's the podcast. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Women, never mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, listen. as it says in second parentheses three... Women are be to be seen, not heard. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I am so sorry, guys. Um. Um, no, in, in reading this, let's understand what Paul was writing about here. Paul is explaining that the position of elder, or what we might call a pastor, the words are kind of interchangeable. Um, what's the word you said earlier? Um, uh, there's shepherd, overseer, pastor, basically just like the spiritual head. Of the church. Yeah. Yeah. So what he's saying here is that that position, the authoritative power, the governing authoritative power of a church is restricted to men. You might ask why? Plain and simply, that is how God designed it. Um, that might not be, like we said, the answer that we want to hear, but it is fact. Um, but... We're going we're gonna to get to something here in a second, but just understand that biblically the role of elder, pastor, overseer of the church, authority over the church is reserved for men. And that's seen in 1 Corinthians 11.3 also when it says, but I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is man and the head of Christ is God. So that's another scripture that kind of points to that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... It's kind of seemingly com controversial to say what I'm about to say, but, and I, I don't know why, but it is. Men and women were created differently, um, each serving specific purposes. Men and women complement each other in so many ways. There are things that women are naturally better at than men, and vice versa. Um, we are created equal in the sense that we're all sinners and. Um, broken people, but at, at the same time, men and win women are different for a reason in God's design, um, and they both serve different roles in the church. So if you heard us say men should be the head of the church, and you that made you upset, don't leave. <laughs> don't leave, okay? Trust me, don't leave. Um, yeah. Hudson, you got anything you want to add? Yeah, I mean, you hear this different roles, different roles, different roles. And I think we immediately jump to different roles equals different significance. Yeah. But in the kingdom of God, we're all on the same level playing field. We just have different roles to play in that game. So, like, yeah, I just, when I heard this for the first time, like, it just completely blew my mind. Like, different roles does not equal different significance. Amen. Good word. Um, 
yeah, we're created differently for a purpose and we serve different roles. Um, there, like I said, there's things that each, each gender is better at than the other. I'm not going to get into those things because, you know, that could get me in trouble, <laughs> but, um, men and women were created to complement each other in God's design. And in that design, a man or men were created to be the spiritual leaders and governing authorities of a church. Um, that is just biblical. Now I told you to wait. I told you to listen because here's where we shift outside this is this is the controversial part guys <laughs> this is this is gonna get us some this is gonna ruffle some feathers it's okay though it's okay outside of senior pastor overseer elder shepherd whatever you want to call it at this point outside of those roles i do not think biblically that any other role than those is restricted for women boom meaning Outside of pastor, elder, mm-hmm. women can be whatever they want in the church. Um, we have elder slash pastor, and then we have deacon slash minister, both serving very different roles. Um, but like we said, elder pastor is specifically re- reserved for men by God. Um, but deacon minister, it can be whoever. Um, and that that is biblical in my view. And I think I've done a lot of research on this topic. We've been preparing for a couple of weeks now, and I have found nothing that prohibits women from being things like youth pastor, worship pastor. Um, what else can we? Uh, I mean, children's minister, uh, administration, whatever, whatever role outside of senior pastor they want to be. I don't see any restriction in the Bible of that. Yeah. So. I think where a lot of the controversy comes in is in modern culture, we run to slap the term pastor on anything that has like somebody who has any authority, like has any um, ministry role. We just slap pastor on that. But if you look at the biblical definition of pastor, once again, just to remind you of that, it's a teaching office, an office of spiritual leadership over the church, and they're entrusted with the spiritual welfare of the church. Then deacons, it literally just, deacon can be interchanged with the term servant. And we're all called to be servants for Christ. And so <clears throat> that's why I don't think that uh, deacon is restricted just to men. But, I mean, it's it's clear that elder, overseer, and pastor are just for men. Why that is, I mean, because God made it that way. And also he brings into account creation. The man was formed first and then the woman the man did not fall, but the woman did. And that's just what God says is good and what he set in place. And yeah, I mean, there's just no contesting that. That's clear. Yeah. I, I mean, in that, like, we see there's reasonable evidence to believe that there was a female deacon mentioned in the Bible. Um, I know, Emma, you had you had talked about this a little bit. You want to you wanna hit on this? Well, yeah. If you see in the last chapter in Romans, Romans 16, the first half of it is just personal greetings, and they're all women that were in the church. Like, where is it? Like Priscilla and Aquila. I think Phoebe's in there. Like, literally, verses upon verses are all pointing and talking about greeting women who are in the church and working in the church. Yeah, and I mean, notice like Paul doesn't just mention random people that he came across throughout his ministry. Like if Paul mentions a person, especially like if he greets them um, or, or mentions them in a greeting, they were significant people in his 
ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, you look at Phoebe, he calls her a benefactor, someone that helped him in his (laughs) ministry. Um, and she specifically mentioned and and could be referred to as a deaconess, depending on, you know, translations and how you want to read that. But I mean, deacon, like Hudson said, deacon, servant, pretty much the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so we see Phoebe fulfilling a role that would be considered deacon-like. Um, and, and so right there, and like Emma said, in other places we see that no restriction on women serving any, as anything outside of elder or pastor. Um, that's just, I believe, to be a biblical truth. And I think that should be very, very liberating for women, for sure. Yeah, so uh, if we turn to 1 Timothy 3.11, so it says, sorry, I'm, I'm not looking at the mic. I'm trying to look at my book. But it says, their wives likewise. But actually, in the original Greek, that means women in a like manner must. And so it also uses the transition word um, likewise or even so, which denotes a transition in who they're talking to, like a transition to another class or group of people. And so... It just, with with that word being used in the Greek to denote a shift in who they're talking to, and then in the original Greek, it also meaning women should likewise. It just also doesn't make sense in this context for him to switch to deacons' wives. Like in that context, like it just does not make sense. Why would he switch to talking about their wives? So here, actually, a lot of commentaries said that he's switching to, he's talking to men, and then he switches to talking to how women should act. And so that he was actually calling women to be deaconesses. And so I don't know how that got lost in translation to where we got it to where their wives likewise must. But yeah, a lot of commentaries think this is actually him calling women to be deacons. Yeah, and and I agree. I mean, calling women to be servants, calling women to be deacons, it comes down to semantics. And at the end of the day, both deacon, servant, whatever you want to call it, like women absolutely have a role in that. Um, but yeah, I, I just think we get wrapped up in, you know, a youth pastor being a man, a worship pastor being a man, because it's so traditional um, and is what you see most times. And I don't think there's anything like inherently wrong with that, but I think there is something wrong with not giving women opportunities just because they're, they're women. Um, I, I, let me reiterate, youth pastor, worship minister, um, college minister, church administration, children's minister, you name it, Nowhere in these scriptures, as we just mentioned, is it stated that the women can't be that. Um, and, and I don't know. I think women, uh, women, Emma is, Emma's called to ministry. Um, I think she's expressed that on the, on the podcast at least once, right? I think so. I think one of the first episodes she told, oh yeah, we, we said that we're I all think called our to intro, ministry. intro, yeah. Yeah. We're all called to ministry, but Emma specifically, I know she can speak into this yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you want to. Well, I think it's important to look at context, too. Um, I feel like as Christians, a lot of time we pick and choose what verses we want to see, I guess, and like what we want to think is true. But also looking at the context context <laughs> is very important. So for that verse in 1 Timothy 2.12, the context of that is that there were lots of false teachers, lots of false um prophets and all that that were women specifically and you know they braided their hair and had gold jewelry and elaborate clothing and you can read that later on in first timothy and so paul obviously because they were liars like they told them to be quiet and to remain silent within the church so i guess that's that area in first timothy 2 12 when it says she is to remain quiet i feel like that's kind of where 
it's talking about that um and also like you don't see us i mean girls we braid our hair we wear <laughs> gold jewelry you know i mean if you go to church camp you just see braids all over the place because you know it's a big braiding party oh are gosh. we sinning for that <laughs> no we're not because paul is talking to these women specifically and i feel like yeah we overlook that but we focus so much on the she is to remain quiet and that's just yeah. not i mean this is i don't know that's why i feel like the context is very 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 important in this for sure yeah and actually the further context of this is like he wasn't even necessarily telling them like don't wear gold jewelry like he was literally just calling them to purity and like he wasn't saying like it's completely a sin if you do this he's just saying like here are some of the ways that you can bring attention to yourself like try not to do this try not to make other people stumble try not to distract others and then also something i just <clears throat> find really interesting is like like josh was saying he's saying like is it bad for them to be a worship minister a <clears throat> sorry guys i'm really sick <laughs> uh all these things so like as we expand and have more and more ministry roles that's why we're running into so much gray area because like we have ministry roles now that no one 30 years ago even would have known about yeah and so I think that's where most of the debate comes is like, okay, how much authority are we going to give to this college minister? How much authority are we going to give to this worship minister? Like all these different things. And so that's when it just comes down to like, okay, what is the elder overseer or pastor going to do about the authority he's giving to this role? Mm. And yeah, ultimately he's the one who has authority over who he places in that role, the deacon he places, the servant he places in that role. And so, yeah, I think him employing women into those roles is totally okay. Yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about authority. Like you just said, like if if as we discussed, elder pastor has the authority. So, man or woman, every other ministry role is under the authority of the senior pastor. Like here at Woodland Heights, I mean, no dollar is spent, no lesson is taught, no decision made without the okay with our of our senior pastor. Um. Does that mean that our pastor is in every single meeting of the college ministry or the youth ministry taking notes and then, you know, having a meeting with that person telling them where they messed up? No, that's not at all what happens. Um, but he hired them. He vetted them. He set up committees to make decisions based on trust that they'll fall in line with the mission of the church. So, yes, the verses we're talking about express that women shall not have authority over a man, but what authority does even a male minister have within our church? And that's none. Like we said, like everything runs through our senior pastor, whether that's by committee, by um, hiring, by vetting, by interviewing, you know, whatever it is, everything happens under the authority of first of all scripture and then our, our senior pastor. So it's exactly what Hudson said. Like, should a pastor choose to hire a woman to fulfill a role that's not elder slash pastor? They have every right to do so biblically. Um, so, yeah, that that's just, that's biblical truth. Yeah, and I think, like, the main thing this comes down to is don't let the world set the agenda. Like, don't let the world decide for you what you're going to do like just because they're saying oh women should be in ministry like that's not why we're saying this yeah i went into this studying about it thinking like okay if i come out of this and my conclusion and i think it's absolute truth is that women cannot be in ministry like i'm still going to share that on the podcast like i didn't think it was going to go over well but i was still going to share it luckily emma might have yeah emma might have just clocked me but anyways <laughs> like luckily 
that that is the truth that women can be in ministry and like i was just going to share whatever the truth is and that's what we're really aiming to do on this podcast like we're not just coming with some preset ideas and then we find like information to back that up but we're like just starting at base one and really just building our information from there so yeah I think it's really important just like do your research before you go and tell a woman that she can't Mm. be in ministry like I tell you I had the conviction to be in ministry for probably a solid year before I actually like came to terms with this is what the Lord called me to do and that is because I've been preached just by random people my whole entire life instead of doing my own research that I couldn't that I didn't have a role that I you know that I was not a leader and that I wasn't this wasn't that wasn't capable um and that was hard that was really hard because I was sitting here having this conviction on my heart like of the Lord telling me to do something but everyone else telling me that it was wrong and so I was just my brain was all over the place and then finally I came to terms with it when my mentor was like hey like I'm going into ministry have you ever thought of it and I had never even mentioned it to anyone before that I had the conviction and so that was just like a way of the Lord telling me like hey Emma this is what I want you to do with your life and she kind of um, explained to me I guess the context of scriptures and all of the things that we've been saying here today and kind of helped me realize like hey like my calling isn't bad and that it is sent from the Lord and it's what I'm called to do yeah um no absolutely and I hope that if you're listening to this and you disagree with our stance you think women are limited to uh, some people think they're limited to roles like children's minister church administration things like that if you're listening and that's your opinion perfect great I I that's perfectly fine but what I'm urging you to hear through Emma's just uh, testimony there of her, you know, hesitancy to speak about her call to ministry because of some of the dismissals that women get because of their, their callings. Um, women are listening and hearing what people are having to say about them. Um, they're hearing the poor attitudes towards their role in ministry should you have one. Um, women are noticing your dismissal of their callings. Um, and let me tell you what you're doing by, by treating them this way and being negative towards someone who has felt the call from God. Not only are you doing them a disservice by not encouraging, um, but instead discouraging them from pursuing their calling, um, but you're also doing a disservice to, to the lost people that they're going to come in contact with. Uh I, I know not just, I mean, Emma's an example, but I know of several other women who have felt a call to ministry, um, and even ones that haven't, but feel obviously as a Christian that they need to go and share the gospel, but they're hesitant to because of the attitudes towards women from, from people in the church. Uh, and, and what you're doing there by putting these, I don't know, intrusive thoughts, negative thoughts in their mind you're, you could absolutely be, be preventing someone from hearing the gospel from that girl, from that woman. Um, and that is something that is a true, true disservice to, like I said, to, to the women preaching the gospel and to the people who are going to hear the gospel. So with all that said, I just encourage you, if you disagree, to disagree well. Um, be kind. Do it in love. Um, 
if you have, if a woman shares with you that they feel a calling to ministry and express that that ministry isn't children's ministry or administration or whatever you may think that they're limited to, um, you can express your dis- disagreement, but do it, do it kindly um, because you're going to bring about a lot of hurt if you don't. And like I said, prevent people from sharing the gospel. She will remember that probably yeah. for the rest of her life. Just saying. Yeah. And who, who are we to decide that? a woman hasn't felt a call from God to pursue something that is not restricted by the Bible. Um, yeah. I, I, sorry about the soapbox. I just, it's, it's, it's kind of frustrating. So, I mean, yeah. And just, I think you should approach everything like this when you're, um, expressing an opinion that you say comes from the Bible or something. So in Philippians two, twelve through, uh, 13, it says, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So if you're just coming out here with your own agendas and you, I don't know, maybe you're clinging to some conservative teaching you heard in your church when you were growing up and you still just cling to like women can't be in ministry. And that's the only reason why you're clinging to it is because it's what you grew up on. Like work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Don't don't get all prideful in your own ideas, but like constantly submit to the spirit and be like, God, what are you trying to teach me? What is the truth here? And I think that's what we try to do here on the podcast. Like we don't come in here with just some thrown together ideas, but like we're really searching for the truth because we don't want to tell you guys false information. Like we, we work out these, these messages we're going to share with you with fear and trembling of like, okay, we could, we could sway somebody this way or that. So we want it to be truth. Amen. Yeah. We're not, we're not coming in here blind. We, especially with this one, I mean, it shouldn't be controversial, but it is. And so we wanted to make sure that we are lined up with scripture in this. Um, and so, like we said, your women, f- I don't need to tell you this, but just hear me, like feel liberated by the Bible, not restricted. Um, it is your place in ministry to do whatever you feel called to, except for senior pastor, elder. Um, but also I think we need to understand the world we live in. Um, most churches are going to hold on to tradition and, and males are going to usually hold the pastor or the role of youth pastor, college pastor, worship pastor, so on. Um, that's a sad fact, but it is a fact. So I think if, if you're a church leader and you happen to be listening to this, I encourage you to, uh, maybe start hiring, not to hire qualified candidates, regardless of gen- gender. Um, I, I'll tell you, some of the most spiritually influential people in my life have been women um, by a wide margin. I can think of my uh, Sunday school teacher from years ago when I was in, you know, what's it called? Uh, <laughs> Cubbies, Awanas, um, yes. and, and a little bit older than that. But her name was Miss Vicky, and man, like she played such a massive role in my my spiritual growth so i i challenge you if you're doing hiring if you happen to be listening to this and you're looking for candidates consider women men women are intrinsically no less qualified for roles uh that we're talking about here the bible wasn't written just for men and there are so many verses throughout scripture that are specifically affirming to women and their their role proverbs mentioned several times that women are women that are walking with the lord are, are so strong and produce so much fruit. So I don't know. God didn't design women to be less intelligent, especially now. Um, 
women can go to seminary. Women can go to college. This might not have been the case during Paul's time. I don't even know if they had college back then. Probably not. <laughs> but uh, they, back then, yeah, education was, was restricted and, and, and exclusive, and women weren't necessarily uh, – it wasn't available to a lot of women. But today, guess what it is? I mean, if, if Emma wants to go to New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, um, she can get online and apply and go for it. Um, so, sure – I don't know, man. It's, 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 this is a frustrating topic to me. <laughs> it really is. Cause I, like I said, so many women have played such a massive role in my spiritual walk. And they've played a massive role like in the Bible too. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus was the, wait, was it in, I'm trying to find it. in Luke, when Jesus rose from the dead, Mary Magdalene yeah. was the one that he told to go tell everyone. Like yep. right there, he's using a woman to spread the good news and so i mean there's many more examples throughout the bible that attest to that as well so yeah i absolutely there women are so significant in the kingdom um no more or less significant than men um we we are all play different roles but all as hudson said earlier same significance um i I just I don't know. <laughs> I, I would go as far to say, and this this is really going to probably get on some people, but I would go as far to say that a woman preaching on Sunday while frowned upon for whatever reason and probably won't happen very often, should a senior pastor decide that's what he wants to do and he wants to allow a woman to take the pulpit and speak on a Sunday, where sh- I, would, I would challenge you in the Bible to show me where that is restricted. Um, should, like I said, should the senior pastor give it give her permission give her the okay because i don't think just because it's not i I don't know if you if you disagree let me know but (laughs) i I don't think it's restricted um yeah i'm sorry guys i'm getting kind of you know heated up but it is (laughs) it's frustrating um I, i here's the thing here's the thing so i have friends fresh out of college that get youth pastor jobs, youth minister jobs, whatever you want to call it, you know, 19 to 22, 23, whatever, fresh out of college, dumb, like just like made bad decisions. And I mean, that doesn't mean they're not qualified for ministry, but because these, I'm talking about my guy friends, because they're guys, because they're men and they step into a youth minister role and might not be qualified, might have baggage that they're carrying with that. Nobody bats an eye because they're a man. Now, let's say a woman steps into the same role, has been to seminary, has the qualifications, is very spiritually mature. It would it would cause division in the church, and that is so sad. I mean, I hope it wouldn't. I can't speak for every church, but I imagine that there would be people upset about it, even though in the same breath they would be okay with uh, fresh out of college knucklehead got <laughs> a youth youth minister role. So it's just, uh, we, we we get so wrapped up in, in tradition and what we believe to be right, like Hudson said earlier. Um, but man, scripture, scripture tells us women are free to do whatever in ministry outside of uh, the senior pastor. Um, and it just bring all this hubbub brings the focus off of, of what we're here to do. And that's to glorify the Lord, spread the gospel, 
whether that's man, woman, dog, cat, you know. <laughs> no, they can't spread. They can't spread the gospel, but <laughs> you you know what I mean. Um, yeah, that's that's it, guys. That is it. Period. W- I hope this was encouraging to any any woman, any girl listening. Um, Hudson's eating a taco and has been <laughs> for about the past five minutes. That's why he hasn't said anything. But uh, all good. <laughs> That's a good taco. Stop. Oh, my ASMR. Oh, my goodness. Gross. Um, yeah, if we, if we uh, you know, hurt your feelings today, <laughs> made you a little bit upset, I'm sorry. Don't get mad. But let us know. Reach out. I'll be glad to talk to you about this. In a nice way. Yeah. Confrontation freaks me out. So be nice, please. <laughs> don't don't scare Emma. <laughs> um but I want to reiterate, like, if you disagree, let's do it well. Let's be kind to women, let's mm-hmm. do it in love. Um because that's what we're called to do. It says in Matthew, love God and love people. So our main two commandments. Okay. Hudson's <laughs> <laughs> Hudson's slurping his drink now. So we're gonna get out of here, guys. Um uh, yeah, women, you're great. You're awesome. You're important to the kingdom. Uh, yeah, any any closing remarks, Hudson? I'm very scared. Yes, I have one more thing to say. Cue the intro. Do do do. See, that's an inside joke, and he said cue the intro, but he meant cue the outro. So, anyways, bye guys. We'll bye. see you next time. <laughs>